Hey, welcome to Kasama Hanko Season 9, Episode 2. Today on the podcast, I had the pleasure and honor of inviting Clyde Felix here today to share a little bit about his growing up experience as a Filipino living in the Kingdom of Hawaii. Clyde is a UH Manoa alumni in the College of Engineering and he uses the pronouns he and him. His current profession is a software engineer and three key fun facts that you should know about Clyde is that he's a Filipino immigrant, first generation. He's the first in the family to graduate a master's degree in electrical engineering And last, but certainly not the least, he has a research experience in artificial intelligence and machine learning. Let us give a round of applause because that is truly a amazing thing within our Filipino community. Hashtag Filipinex Excellency. Without further said and do, let me transition to our guest to share a little bit about His personality in a Filipino cuisine, dessert, or in general, a Filipino food. Um, hello. Uh, my name is Clyde Felix. Um, I would say Kanye. Right. Uh, Why because, right? Uh, I think I'm a plain person. Um, there's nothing really spontaneous about me. What a humble guy. Honestly, there's nothing wrong if you say rice describes your personality because rice it has so much. intrinsicity of it but let's go back to the episode um before we start i kind of want to ask and it is like how would you say you understand your own filipino culture i guess part of it all um especially as an immigrant how was hawaii pictured for you when you were in the philippines for me hawaii was more like a chance like a you know how uh, we were taught about american dream um Oh, I was more of like, oh my gosh, there's money there. Um, we can go here and we can make a good living. Uh, we can go there and send money back home. So the rest of the family will be better off living in the Philippines more. Can I ask, when you first moved here to Hawaii, how, how was your family able to come here? Um, it was an interesting story. Uh, my, my mom met my dad. Uh, which uh, was already living in the, uh, and here, uh, he just went on a vacation. Um, my, my dad is from Lawag, and my mom is in the Visayan region in Romblon, which is far away from each other, you know. Uh, they encountered, uh, they met each other. Uh, it's interesting how they met each other, but that was a chance for us to, get to go here in Hawaii. That love story is wow. I mean, anyone listening to the podcast, how did your parents first meet, especially for all my children of immigrants out there? Being an immigrant coming from the Philippines to Hawaii at the age of, let's say, nine to ten years old, how was that experience for you, um, especially um, at some Uh, for me, uh, at that age, I was very homesick. Majority of the time, my childhood was playing around outside. Um, a lot of people were outside. Coming here, there was no one out. 
sad. I think everyone was at home, so quiet. It's very different. So it's just, it, it hit me before. And um, majority of the time I was going to school. So there's a big experience I had with, with that. So just a disclaimer, in the Philippines, schools start around at 8 o'clock. And then there's a break in the middle, usually at 11 and 12. The kids go home, get their lunch, take a nap, and then they go back to school around like 12-ish, 1-ish and that's why they end like at 5 o'clock so they get a break in the middle so that's Philippine education for you. Um, with that, um, explain or elaborate a little bit about your school situation like were you put into any specific class? Right, so uh, school was interesting to me. Um, it was different. Um, Back in the Philippines, school was finished around like four or five hours late. And my first day of school, I think we finished around two and I was like, what? Finished? Because in the Philippines, there's like a break. You get to go home, yeah. rest, and then you go, you go back. I would think that after two o'clock, um, I would go back to school, but it turns out we, don't have, we didn't have to, which is pretty weird. There was a lot of different uh, ways of how uh, the teachers teach the students, the kids. And um, there was a language barrier. Um, majority of, I was in a school where majority of them are military kids. I went to Pearl Harbor Elementary School. Um, so there was not much of people who uh, are kind of similar to me um, where I'm an immigrant. Um, there are a handful of people, but with my personality being shy, I wasn't really like an outgoing person, let alone like a new person that's in a different country. Actually, that's a, interesting that you bring up, but especially because like in the Philippines and here, um, here being in Hawaii, um, we get we get you start school you start school early, but you end school early. In the Philippines, you start school meet like eight o'clock, but then you end school until like five. But the good thing about it is like you get a break in between. Like you get yeah. to have home cooked food. Like here, it's yeah. just like so like very like very different. Like there's yeah, no because like I don't know if you experienced this too in the Philippines, but you had um, after school you would clean up. Or the teachers, like you would clean the classroom, but then yeah. here, just like them, the janitors do it for you. Yeah, that was a very different um, approach and how they do things, which is interesting, you know, more to learn. I guess with more, with digging into that, um, especially because um, in your experience, um, how was it like growing up for you um, over the years? Um, over the years, after elementary school, I went to uh, middle school. I didn't know middle school had 7th, 8th grade. Back in the Philippines, there was no 7th, 8th grade at that time. So um, I, I ended up learning more about the culture in Hawaii and uh, the U.S. as I, I thought of it first. Um, I had to break in, change, try to fit in, actually, uh, try to speak how people speak here uh, because due 
it's the way of trying to fit in with people. Um, I also had struggles with uh, trying to be myself in terms of being a Filipino, you know, um, having our own culture. Um, a lot of my classmates before would kind of like make fun of the Filipino culture. Um, there's this pressure of the boat type of calling that they say, and it just kind of discourages you from doing what you want to do. And that's when you transform yourself to not do that anymore. And, and that's part of the struggle. And I thought that was a normal thing, you know, Filipino like culture, like accents, you, you can't have an accent. It's, it's funny. It's weird. That's what people would say. So I would say to myself, Oh, okay. Let me just change that accent then. So I don't make fun of it's something like that. So I kind of wanted to bring a little disclaimer, um, especially because within our conversation between me and Clyde, um, there was a little bit similarities, especially because he's a Filipino immigrant. And as he was sharing um, about getting rid of his accent, trying to fit in, these are kind of like a lot of the stigmas before why a lot of folks who are immigrants they want to fit in so they tend to assimilate and try to be anything but their cultural identity which is a filipino and here in hawaii there is this huge stigma especially because of local comedians who think they're funny who think they're all that to make fun of the accent and you know that created a lot of really bad stereotypes and the popular stereotypes that a lot of filipinos in hawaii get is oh you're from you're from the philippines you eat dog oh you're from the philippines you came from the philippines and then try and make fun of the accent because of the pnf sounds um but if you're from hawaii if you're a filipino from hawaii you know who this local comedian is okay um so it's like i guess this is a great kind of like transition into like the question that i was gonna ask is um how do you say you personally struggled with embracing your cultural identity because i feel like as an immigrant like um like what you described it was rough because like people would look at you and they would automatically see like you're not from here and you kind of feel like that like discouraged like oh I want to I want to be someone else like have you ever like yeah yeah so that was the struggle um I think I was just in a looking at a single path where I think there is one right way to fit in which is to fit in with them I uh, never really thought of another way of, you know, trying to fit in. And I guess that part of that is one part of the reason why is, I guess, I was young back then. I never really had much of the awareness of trying to, like, make the Filipino identity more important to me. And I think that's really, that's understandable because at a young age, like, we don't know much, um, especially when we're, when we come to Hawaii. It's like, we're just kids and like and I kind of want to ask like how was your relationship like with your family especially with um 
me growing up as a Filipino because they are at that age where like they're also working every day and then you're just like yeah let's talk about a little bit more about your family right so um and there's a it, it's a different thing with school and family uh, my family I would just try to um be myself you know I would talk Tagalog to them um have my same have the same type of like behavior as a Filipino but as soon as I try to fit in with what I try to do with school, it, it just comes back with my family. So it changes. Um, at the same time, they didn't really mind more on the, why had you changed? You know, like it's different, you're different. Never really thought of that. Um, I think they were more proud that they're, we're trying to fit in kind of thing. But at the same time, we're still preserving our um, behavior and Interesting that you bring up, um, like one thing that you said is like they're they're proud that you're fitting in. I want to kind of like talk about that a little bit more. It's because I feel like a lot of like immigrant children, like just like us, like our parents, um, want us to fit in because they don't want to see us struggle. Um, especially because like being an immigrant, like they don't want us being put down. So. Like you just have to play the game as they would say yeah. in order for us to be successful. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. That's how we lived here. I wanted to ask if you were the youngest of your family or you're the only child. Um, I'm actually the oldest. I have two younger siblings with me. They, they kind of face the same uh, struggle that I had to. Being the oldest, do you have that expectations so we influence the younger siblings and mm-hmm. whatever I took that situation, uh, handled that situation of struggling, they kind of look how I, how I did it and they try to do it themselves. Um, but as we go older, they ended up finding their own way, own ways, which is interesting. You know, I thought that they would just um, look at how I did it and do it because it worked. But they, they, they don't think. And one question that I kind of wanted to dig a, a little deeper more, and I think this kind of will kind of lead into the bigger question is, what was your perception of your own um, identity? My perception of my cultural identity. I honestly speaking, um, never really thought of it before initially um never really thought of it before as an important thing for us to have uh mainly because coming here i thought of it as like a mission to you know get a better living just to just make a better living and to provide uh income to my family back home so it wasn't really much of a like i never really had we never really had a thought of um, having this identity crisis that everyone should have. We just focused on the fact that oh, we're actually kind of struggling here a bit in terms of financial stuff. We just have to focus on that first and let's not mind the other things that people say or perceive us. And that's how I think about the culture identity um, before. 
can you uh, can you like say that when you were going to college um because going to college you went to the university of Hawaii at Manoa what are some things that helped you as you went your way of your own like journey in life right so throughout college I ended up uh meeting Filipino uh, other Filipino friends and that kind of helped me you know gain back not gain back but like practice back what I had lost before um I would I only honestly don't know how to speak Tagalog fluently so speaking with other Tagalog uh, Filipino people um they helped me try to you know get things back again and get my old habits back and try to embrace the, how we are Filipinos you know at the same time uh, at the college in college um, I took Filipino classes and so I learned a lot about Filipino cultures, which is something a bit more advanced that I never was re- wasn't really thought of uh, taught in school. What were the Filipino courses and classes that you took at the university? Um, I just took a uh, IP three sixty Indo Pacific. Um, yeah, which is about culture, Filipino culture. Um, they talked about the importance of what the cultures of Filipino pre pre colonial colonialization period, all about the the native Filipinos, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I, that was with music, music, culture, and dance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and through through your entire like journey of like going in that class, like did you see? it a little bit more than what you initially thought because you you didn't you weren't born here like you were born in the philippines but because you just focus your your main focus is just to like oh i need to do better for my family like i have to have this certain you had you had that expectation so your focus wasn't retaining the language it was more so for you to like um I need to make my parents proud kind of um, kind of scenario. Yeah, it was it was a bit of, of both. Um, mm-hmm. As I try to like from high school to college, learning about Filipino culture, I did learn the reason why, you know, back then, um, how everyone struggles. I thought it was like, I mean, I thought of it as that um, I thought before that, you know, you shouldn't fit in. Uh, you shouldn't, like, you should change when you're, um, when you come here. But coming to, when I, as I grow older to college, um, college life, I ended up um, continuing to embrace more of the culture, knowing more what how um, Filipino culture is pre- Spanish period and it just makes me feel like it's important because um, here in Hawaii it's more diverse there's a lot of different um, cultures out here um, embracing their own culture and I would just think to myself how Filipino does not really have something like what Hawaiians or Samoans have because 
from that class, I learned that they have that similar type of unique culture, you know. I think like that's the beauty about like what's happening now is like everyone is slowly embracing because of it's in social media, Filipinos have gone their way to be trending and like people are beginning to see like, oh, this is something that I was so ashamed of back then, but now everyone likes it. Like, Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen that. Um, there's a trend, um, you know, when famous Filipino people uh, goes viral, uh, like Mari Pacquiao or other beauty pageant um, winners, they tend to, I guess, embrace the culture, which is, which is actually pretty um, good to spread awareness on that there are Filipinos with certain cultures, with a unique culture on its own. Another question that I, um, I came up on the spot again um, is, what are some taboo topics within the Filipino community that you're just learning about now that you didn't really see it like talked about before? Taboo topics? Um, oh yeah, uh, I think the, uh, the most, one of the obvious ones are um, same-sex marriage. Um, I know traditional uh, parents, Filipinos, wouldn't like people dating the same gender. Um, I guess that's one of the, the downside, I, I, not downside, I, maybe downside of keeping some um, culture in, in terms of, of our culture as a Filipino is those topics on same-sex marriage. Um, yeah, all those other things. What are some topics that you want to actually talk about in this podcast that you feel so passionate about that is not really as talked about? Uh, one, uh, since, you know, I'm a software engineer uh, who grew up from, I guess, in a province that's, yeah. people not really know about that province. Um, I'd say I would like to talk about uh, something about some, you know, our Filipino community into tech, tech industries. Um, it's not really much talked about. Uh, majority of the Filipinos are in Hawaii. They, I guess they wanna be nurses or, or, uh, or other profession. But in, in terms of tech, like software tech, I never really heard that. I know my parents, when I told them, oh, I kind of want to be a software engineer now. They were like, what? You're just going to sit in the computer and just all day, it's not good for you. You should be an engineer or a nurse, you know, you need to make a lot of money. And yeah, that's one of the things. Really, like, unpack that. Like when, you're, when, you're, when you first told your parents that you wanted to go into this career of like being in the tech, I know that it wasn't as, I guess, it was a kind of like not as practical as what they would hope for you to go into. 
yeah, it wasn't really practical. Um, I guess linear software engineering for them is kind of new. I think it's kind kind of new in the uh, my parents, my family don't know much about software. They just know about engineers or nursing or accounting business, but not much of software engineering because it's kind of new. But I think what's like funny about that is like everything that's like now everything is virtual and everything is like all in computers and I feel like there's so much more there's so much now that people back then doesn't know that oh there's a lot that goes into the tech world yes there's a lot uh tech is kind of emerging and I guess um I guess Filipinos don't really know much about tech stuff software stuff so it was it's not really like a big thing for Filipinos at like from based on what I like uh, what I see what inspired you to be in the tech industry world um one factor that got me um, interested is that I guess the income of software engineering, I guess it's, it's, it's good. Um, at the same time, what got me interested is that you could do a lot of things with software. Um, it's kind of like a puzzle, which I kind of grew up to be liking. And doing it as a profession is what kind of got me into this industry. If I... If I tell you that there is actually a subtle Filipino tech discord, would you be interested in joining? <laughs> I, I, I do know about some communities. Um, and yeah, I saw a LinkedIn post on it. And I don't know if I joined it. But yeah, I kind of want to be in the community. So I kind of know uh, the struggles with their side or their perspectives. Am I tying it back to culture again? Like, is there something that you want to create within your profession as a software um, engineer of, in your culture that would kind of like help raise awareness about your own Filipino culture? Uh, so, to raise awareness about my Filipino culture. I'd say being in the community and um, and trying to spread your perspectives so that everyone can be can listen and be influenced by it um, at the same time. Just telling everybody that you know you can do anything. Like you can you don't have to change, you know. Um, and just educate a lot of people. Um, no, yeah. If, if there was one thing that you can tell your middle, middle school self about what you've recently learned now, what would you tell them? Um, I'd say uh, when I was in middle school, I was kind of surrounded um, 
non-Filipinos. So I think, I think advice for myself when I was in middle school is to, I guess, be surrounded with fellow Filipinos uh, because they struggle the same thing. And if you're alone, just talk to them, you know, and they can make you feel at home. And if you could give similar advice to your younger your younger siblings, um, what would you tell them? Like if they would to ask you something? Honestly, advice. Because the, the reason why this is kind of a hard question is because they kind of did a better approach than me in terms of that struggle so i'm not i don't have any advice i think i so i took some of their advice and like yeah what are, what are their advice i think that's one of the advice you know talk how keep a circle of friends that are filipinos you know i think i got it from them honestly and My last question is how, what does it mean to reclaim your own Filipino identity? Uh, to reclaim your own identity, uh, it means uh, to be aware of your own culture and not just, not just um, a bar culture from uh, Spanish people. And yeah, and I think reclaiming your own Filipino identity is you shouldn't forget your culture or whatever you do at home while facing um, culture changes, resistance. You just be strong and keeping it to yourself, not mind other um, other people just making fun of you and stuff. And yeah. And what is something that you've always wanted to learn about your culture? Uh, something that I kind of want to learn, um, I guess, majority of what I learned in in school before college is that all the cultures that are not from us natively, I guess, yeah, um, I'd say there are a lot of native languages by buying. I never really learned that back until I took that course. And there's also a lot of Know, dances, instruments, they play music, not just the Spanish um, influence music. Uh, there's also like fighting styles uh, with, with sticks. I don't know what it's called, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting um, because you, in the very beginning of the conversation, you mentioned that you came from Ilocos or Lawag, which the main language there is Ilocano. Are you able to speak Ilocano? It's okay. Um, no, I don't. Uh, because I guess um, when I was a, a, a baby, when I was born, I ended up going to Romlon province right afterwards. And I grew up there. So I don't, I didn't learn Ilocano. For those like who are listening and don't know the provinces of the Philippines, where is Romblon? 
Uh, Romblon is in the Visayan region, which is in the middle of the Philippines. It's kind of close to Boracay or Cebu, I think. Oh, it's close Visayan. Visayan, Visayan region, yeah. Yeah, Visayan, okay. yeah. And that is all the questions that I have for you. Um, I think one major thing that I do did learn from you from just having this conversation is that um, there is this like I don't know if you um, felt it growing up, but this kind of feeling of I my like my main focus right now is not my culture, but my main focus is I want to fit in so that I am able to have a stable future for myself. And then you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Um, that's what I thought in the beginning. Um, try to fit in. And I guess when I was like a kid, now that I think about it, it's kind of like they kind of brainwashed me into like indirectly brainwashed me into saying that Filipino culture is weird and funny and you shouldn't do that kind of thing. And yeah, before I thought of it as like, you know, if you want to make a living here, you got to fit in. And that's what I thought of before. Is there anything that you would like to change from before and now? Uh, I guess the way I handled it, I guess I did change, you know, I did thought of it as like, oh, fresh of the boat is a bad thing. I should not do that. And I guess that was a bad thing for me. Um, I ended up not knowing my own Filipino identity kind of thing. Yeah. But right now, it's, it's good. Um, you know, once you have awareness and yeah, you get to embrace it a lot more. One word describe how you feel right now. Um, right now, I feel okay. Um, you know, the this whole interview is like a reflection to uh my own self and it's kind of like a learning lesson so too. a little disclaimer and um trying to uh, uplift the audio a little bit since i am releasing this episode on pride month june 2022 i thought it was a good idea to teach clyde a slime word of the day and the word that i taught him is how to say mamshi mamsh or mamshi and mamshi is a term of endearment for a motherly figure in your life who you both respect in your friend group and like an example of how you would use it in the sentence is Mamsh, anong gagawin ko? Or in English, it's like, Mamsh, what will I do? And um, so, Filipino, especially within our LGBTQ community, there is this like gay talk language, which is called Becky, gay speaks, word speaks. Um, it's a fun language, um, but yeah, that is the word or slang that I taught during the podcast recording unfortunately it didn't come out as well on the podcast um but i wanted to kind of like give a little like recap and record like what i kind of like shared and i feel like this is an important um 
part of our culture to like share um, is that within the LGBTQ community in the Filipino community, um, the biggest language is a gay language. Um, and it's surprising because Philippines is very conservative, but honestly, let's 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 continue to be progressive and like there's so much queer folks within our community who made such a big influential um shout out to our one and only reverend rock who continues to uplift our ilocano community but with that said let me transition back to the podcast so back to the podcast um in the ending of clyde's story I wanted Clyde to give a little shout out advice to our fellow listeners out there um, anything that he learned um, just through his uh, life journey and Clyde take it away just uh, be yourself you know um, there's nothing wrong with being yourself I think that's it. I think that's very important you know be yourself yes I think that is and I feel like that is thrown around most of the time but it's actually really true like a lot of like we should always be ourselves even like in any situation because that being yourself even if you're very awkward weird or anything like that's the fun part yeah just be yourself that's how you stand out yeah normalize i mean like it reinforces that be yourself very important okay (laughs) 